Welcome to our podcast about service user involvement in developing values-based recruitment and selection training for service users and carers. I'm Helen Klish and I work in the involvement team as a facilitator. My role is to support staff, service users and carers to improve services together by learning from the lived experience of people who use our services. I'm here with Judith Best, who has kindly contributed her time, knowledge and experience as both a service user and qualified recruitment and training professional to develop training for service users and carers who take part in interviewing candidates applying to work in this organisation. Judith, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you became involved in developing the recruitment training? Well, my background as a professional was in HR, specifically in recruitment and training of younger people, but it did extend into senior management recruitment as well. When I gave up that role, when my daughter was born, I went into high school teaching. So I think I've really seen a fair variety of people and helped them in various ways, both to be recruited to a satisfying employment and also to develop as much as they possibly could. So when the opportunity came along and that was initially started when an outpatient nurse recommended that I apply to sit on an interview panel. And after successfully doing that, the name of the involvement team and specifically of you, Helen, was given to me as the person I should talk to about becoming involved as a service user. Subsequently, I made a cold canvas phone call to you. Uh, you sounded a little bit phased at the time, but subsequently we had a good chat and you began to put my name forward for helping out with recruitment, with interviewing. Uh, I went on and became involved in the Eating Disorders Collaborative and then to the transformation of the mental health services throughout the trust that's being established at the moment and have been lucky enough as a result of working there to be recommended as a service user representative for NHS England. Why was I interested? Well, I felt that this gave me the chance to put forward my strong belief that sound recruitment practice results in advantages all round in both therapeutic and financial areas. And you, Helen, actually made the suggestion that your particular aim at this point was to work with the HR department in the trust to develop a day's training initially for service users who felt they would like to become involved with recruitment but maybe didn't have the experience or didn't have the confidence and it's grown from there really so that's about it that's how it all came about brilliant well it's been um it's been a pleasure so far and i wanted to just ask you why do you think it is important to have service users and carers on interview panels? I think it opens the eyes of professionals to the reality of sitting on the consumer side of the desk. And equally, it really gives the consumer an awareness of the constraints that professionals work under. And on both sides, the aim is overlaid with the need to manage 
a, a successful level of recovery, whatever that is for the individual, for all users and carers. And I think it's extremely important not to forget that carers are a significant part of anybody becoming as well as they can possibly become in terms of support, and that's both practical and emotional support. And in recognition of this, I have to give huge credit to the involvement team and particularly to Katie Beeston and her team who have been working on the Eating Disorders Collaborative, which is what my admission was for. And they have been very, very careful, I think is probably the word, to involve my husband in an awful lot of the exercises that we've been carrying out and the opinions that they've sought. So that's why I think it's important that carers should be involved and not just carers either, but the effect of somebody who is mentally not well for any extended period of time has a huge impact, not just on the direct relationships, but also on children, on siblings, and this, this may be a little emotional, but my 13-year-old daughter was not in the position of having her mother around for six months when she was 13. And she really, really, as an only child, needed maternal support and presence. And she wrote a little poem. And she didn't show me until a long time after I, w I was uh, allowed to come home. And I'll read you just a little bit. It's called Shut Out. It hurts to watch somebody destroy themselves alone, refusing to let others in to make their feelings known. It's hard to simply sit there with nothing you can do and watch someone destroy themselves and shield it all from you. It hurts when someone shuts you out and runs away to hide. You feel just like a prisoner looking in from the outside. It hurts when you are pushed away and filled with fear and doubt. It hurts when you are shunned and left. It hurts to be shut out. I think that gives you a taste directly of the effect that mental illness can bring on a family. Now, if you include users and carers on a selection committee, it lessens the chance of unconscious bias because you're going to be asking the services of a variety of service users and their carers and that will mean that you've got a variety of viewpoints. You're less likely to attract criticism when you can honestly say that all sectors have been involved in, in the procedure. And there are probably aspects of the role being recruited which will be considered differently by service users and professionals. I can think of a situation where I was involved in a panel and my view of a particular candidate were pretty much at odds with those of the professional. But my personal reaction was that I would not feel comfortable with this particular candidate, whereas on paper, she was an extremely possible successful application. It's also good from the service user's point of view to build their confidence in self-expression and social and professional interaction. And at a macro level, I think it helps to avoid any kind of misunderstanding, mismanagement, or something not being properly looked at, escalating 
And I think we've seen in the Francis report uh, that may well be on a physical basis, but on other bases, the topical point at the moment is that of the Ockenden report. And here, my feeling is that if service users had been involved to a greater extent right from the beginning, then it will not have attracted so many problems because these problems would have been obviated at a much earlier point. So any kind of public engagement can only be good in that it can stem problems before they, they escalate. Yes, I, I can only agree there, Judith. Um, so what has it been like for you to participate in this um, co-produced project? What's, what's co-producing been like for you? Well, I suppose one word you could use is that it was fantastic. Why was it fantastic? Well, on a personal point of view, I feel valuable again after being forced to retire early due to ill health and regretting no longer doing a job I loved and principally not feeling part of a team and working towards a single goal. It gives me enhanced contact with co-production contacts, including the Recovery College. And I actually, as an experiment really, followed one of their courses last summer. And it gave me a completely different perspective on how I regard trauma management, exactly what trauma is, how you can help yourself and really coax yourself to a point of self-compassion that, again, is something that's recently been demonstrated to be helpful in any kind of men mental turmoil. And knowing that a trainee in recruitment would help users who would like but felt inexperienced or unversed in the legal aspects, or suffering loss of confidence as a result of being unwell, it can help them become gainfully involved and have a view which is heard by professionals and essentially being an advocate for the user's cause. I know that from sound experience, good recruitment practice results in a stable workforce with a lower turnover and that in turn provides better continuity of care. And continuity of care is something which is so very, very often cited as a frustration in the, in the eyes of users. From a practical point of view, it was a pleasure to work with you and with Martine and Rachel. And it's clear that such training as this is seen as a valuable investment of time. It's good that the devising of the sessions has revived the awareness of the need for staff to be brought up to date with good practice. And hopefully it will in due course enhance the skills and confidence of line managers because line managers can and in fact, often be ineffective in an interviewing situation. So I would like to think that this co-production experience has been something that we can use as an example to put forward in the development of even more good practice throughout the trust, because I really, really do believe that good recruitment and involvement of every aspect of any demographic can only, only produce a much better cohesive workforce and patient-centred treatment, which is, I think, the aim of everybody, because everybody, regardless of their mental wellness or unwellness, wants to be part of a community and of society in general. So thank you, Helen, for the opportunity to do this. Well, I would like to thank you, Judith, for helping us to develop the training. It's, it's been a positive experience for me too. 
and we couldn't have done it without you. We're very grateful to people who are willing to get involved and share what they know to improve services and particularly for training because that makes such a big difference. It's, it's been a pleasure working with you, Judith. Um, thank you for coming and talking to us today.